الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن في ذلك لذكرى لمن كان له قلب أو ألقى السمع وهو شهيد وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التائب من الذنب كما لا ذنب له او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسبحانه وتعالى كرام برادرز اند ايلدرز سون كابلت كمز تو مايند ويتش او حضرت علا حضرت شاه حكيم محمد اختر صاحب رحمه الله عليه يوست تو سم تايمز كوت ذس واز ا كابلت اوف انذر بزرغ Hazrat Azhar Gondwi Rahmatullahi These little couplets of the Ahlullah are filled with many deep lessons with a lot of direction and guidance So though the topic is something that we, else that we thought of but this came to mind Inshallah some benefit will come to me and all of us Inshallah So in this little couplet He says that لِيَا هَيْ هَمْنَي دَرْدِ دِلْ کھوکے بہارِ زندگی لِيَا هَيْ هَمْنَي دَرْدِ دِلْ کھوکے بہارِ زندگی ایک گلِ تر کے واسطے سارا جہاں لٹا دیا What this couplet means actually is that لِيَا هَيْ هَمْنَي دَرْدِ دِلْ that this love of Allah Ta'ala this taluk and connection with Allah Ta'ala which is actually the main aspiration of a mu'min. If a person is living his life without the aspiration to reach Allah Ta'ala, he has aspirations of many things, aspiration of what he wants to drive, what kind of place he wants to live in, what kind of holiday he wants to have, what kind of brand labels he wants to wear, and what kind of phone he has to need now upgrade to and he has a hundred and one and a million and one aspirations of dunya of various things but if a person doesn't have the aspiration that I must connect myself to Allah Ta'ala if he doesn't have the aspiration that my heart must be filled with the love of Allah Ta'ala above everything else then indeed it's a very hollow and very shallow life. It is a life without really any direction. It is a life without any purpose. Because a mu'min's purpose is beyond these material things. He will enjoy the comforts that Allah Ta'ala blesses him with. He will enjoy the ni'mas and bounties that Allah Ta'ala grants him. He will make shukar upon that. But this is never his purpose of life. His aspirations never end up with this. And if he has any aspiration in this regard, it's only to the extent of a necessity. His aspirations are beyond this. So his aspiration is to gain the proximity of Allah Ta'ala. To gain the pleasure and the happiness of Allah Ta'ala. وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ The pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, this is the greatest thing. He's gained this, he's gained everything. So since this is his aspiration, this is his goal, this is what he is 
directed towards so those who have this purpose in mind. Now this is one such person who has that aspiration. So now he is describing it and saying that liyahe humne darde dil that this love of Allah Ta'ala, this connection with Allah Ta'ala, how did we achieve it? We acquired it, khoke bahare zindagi. We sacrificed all the glitter and glamour of dunya for it. All the things that were tempting us, meaning anything that became an obstacle in deen, anything that became an obstacle in getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, then all these things we sacrificed. We didn't allow these things to distract us, to deviate us. So, khoke bahare zindagi, all this glitter and glamour of dunya, anything that could become an impediment in our deen, we totally distance ourselves from all these things. And then he summarizes the rest of it, ek gule tar ke waste sara jaha luta diya. Ek gule tar ke waste, referring to the being of Allah Ta'ala, the ever-living being of Allah Ta'ala. That in order to acquire Allah Ta'ala's love, to acquire Him, then Sara Jaha Luta Diya, we sacrificed the whole dunya, the whole world, whatever came in the way, everything was sacrificed. We didn't let anything come in the way. So those who had a direction, they had a purpose, they knew where they're heading to, then they knew their priorities in life. They knew what to give priority to, what to put ahead and what to put behind. So this was just one couplet that summarizes many things. But to come to the discussion in the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَذِكْرَى لِمَنْ كَانَ لَهُ قَلْبٌ أَوْ أَلْقَ السَّمْعَ وَهُوَ شَهِيدٌ that in these incidents that have taken place, which Allah Ta'ala has described in the Qur'an Sharif, the incidents of people in the past, etc. And before this particular ayat, Allah Ta'ala mentions to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that, وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا قَبْلَهُمْ مِنْ قَرْيَةٍ هُمْ أَشَدُّ بِنْهُمْ بَطْشًا فَنَقَّبُوا فِي الْبِلَادِ هَلْ مِنْ مَحِيزٍ That these Quraysh, they think that they are very mighty and they can really do anything and everything. So have they not pondered that prior to them in the eras that have already passed, what nations had come? What strength they had? How much of power they had? They used to carve their homes and palaces from mountains. And people who were really very, very powerful in every sense in terms of dunya, but Allah Ta'ala is saying that how many of these people who were far stronger than this Quraysh, far superior to them in terms of the dunya, and they had all the resources at their disposal, but what happened to them? When they chose to disobey Allah Ta'ala, they chose to live a life of their desires, they did not want to accept the call of the Nabi of the time, then, come ahlakna qablahum min qariya, entire areas and villages, and cities we destroyed completely. They had gone left and right on the earth, but Halmim Mahis, did they ever find any place to go and hide? Any place to flee into? To save themselves from the punishment of Allah Ta'ala? No way, they couldn't go get anywhere. 
Now, after having described this, Allah Ta'ala says, Inna fi la zikra. And all these incidents that are mentioned in the Quran Sharif, the people of Ad, Samud, the Qobi'ad, and then what happened to the people of Nuh Ali Salatu Wasalam, what happened to the people of Salih Ali Salatu Wasalam, people of Lut Ali Salatu Wasalam, all the various other incidents that are mentioned in the Quran Sharif. So these are not bedtime stories. And in all these incidents that Allah Ta'ala has mentioned, there's ibrat, there's a lesson, there's something to take note of. But who will do so? Those whom Allah Ta'ala has blessed with intelligence, they will see it for its reality. They will understand what message is being given in it. And they will take heed and they will bring their lives in a way that will now save them from the same situation of the people of the past. So here also Allah Ta'ala is saying that these incidents and these nations that have now been destroyed and these Quraysh are not looking at that. But who will really take a lesson from this? Inna fi zalika zikra. And all this, this, this nasihat, there is this advice. But who will take the advice? لِمَنْ كَانَ لَهُ قَلْبِ It is advice for the one who has a heart. Are there some insan without hearts? That only those who have hearts, they will be able to benefit. And there are some probably don't have any heart. So everybody has a heart. But every heart is not really worth being described as a heart in the true sense of the word. There are people who have dil. They are called Ahle Dil. They are people whose hearts are infused with the love of Allah Ta'ala. Whose hearts have been purified from all the evil and filth. Whose hearts have been attached to Akhirat. Whose hearts are connected to Allah Ta'ala all the time. And then this constant communication with Allah Ta'ala. This constant communication which only they and Allah Ta'ala know of. As Khaja Aziz Hassan Badzub he describes this communication that happens between the servant and Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. He says, Tumsa koi hamdam koi damsaz nahi, baate tohe hardam magar awaz nahi. Ya Allah, there is no companion like you. There is no companion like you. All the time this communication is taking place, but there is no sound also. Allah, only you and I are aware of this secret. Nobody else knows about it. Now this connection with Allah that that person has formed, the Ahlullah, now that heart that has that connection, these are people that are called Ahle Dil, that they have a heart, that their hearts are worth being called hearts. Like sometimes a person He's got a car, but now somebody else looks at it and says, you call this a car? It's moving also. It also can go from point A to B. But it's like more or less falling apart and it's in a real state of disrepair, but it's moving. It's a car. Technically, it's a car. They say, you call this a car? It's not called a car. You can't call this a car. Whereas it's a car technically. Likewise, there are hearts we have. Technically speaking, we have hearts. But in reality, it's the Ahlullah that have hearts. 
they have hearts which are filled with this love of Allah Ta'ala and they are connected to Allah Ta'ala. So in this ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala is saying that this nasihat will be taken by who? Inna fi zalika la zikra liman kana lahu qalbun There is this nasihat for those who have hearts. So every person has a heart but some person's heart is alive. Some person's heart is clean. As a result of which this nasihat reflects on it. Like a mirror. A mirror is a mirror. And it's very, very honest about what comes in front of it. It will reflect everything. The most beautiful person comes, it will reflect the beauty. And there's an ugly person comes, it will reflect the ugliness. That mirror will show everything. It will give the completely pure picture of what comes in front of it. But now supposing over time this mirror became completely laden with grime, it was never wiped for a couple of months, it was all the moisture and then together with that dust, now the whole mirror is laden with this grime and dust. Now somebody comes and stands in front of it, so he gets really some little bit of an idea of some form and shape that he can see in the background. Just some little outline that he can make out. And he gets a very distorted picture also. Because now he's standing in front of this grime-laden mirror. So he gets a distorted picture. He doesn't get the reality. Likewise, when that heart is laden with the grime of sin, of evil, the sin and the grime that has come through the passage of the eyes, by looking at haram, through the passage of the ears by listening to haram, the tongue that has been speaking of haram has been filling this heart with this dust and grime. So now as a result of which, when this nasihat is given also, the person takes a distorted picture sometimes. He is being advised and he understands something totally different. Oh, he just cannot make sense of it. The person is saying that, look at this beautiful picture. But that mirror is not reflecting it. Because that mirror is laden with grime. So he said, well, I can't see the beauty in it. I cannot make sense out of it. So this is the most important thing to create the... to bring about the purity of the heart and to make the heart a heart. To make the heart a heart so that the right mold is created. And then a person will see things in its correct perspective. This is one of the things that did that together with teaching people amal and akhlaq and everything else that had to be taught, they molded their hearts in the right mold. When that heart is in the right mold, now whatever comes through will also follow in the same shape. Person is baking something, so they have a mold. Everything comes out in the same shape. Because now it's going through the same mold. But if there's no mold, then sometimes it'll come out round, and sometimes it'll come out somehow, some other way. One person said that his daughter was just learning how to make roti. So they were absolutely surprised, mashallah, perfect, better than her mother also. And this was just, now early stages, she's still learning. And they realized she was placing one bowl around it and cutting it all clean. So now she had this mold. So now it's all coming perfectly. But now if she didn't have that mold, then sometimes it looked like the map of South Africa and sometimes maybe Australia. 
So now when there's no mold, it will go in any direction. You might still get that same roti to eat, but it will be looking like anything. The lesson in this is, that the Ambiyali Musallam created the mold of the heart in a particular manner. They formed that correct mold. Now when the person with the right mold in his heart, when he was in the masjid, then too that same mold was through which everything was happening. That now he was worshipping Allah Ta'ala because of that mold of the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala in his heart. He was making sajda not because of who's around. For Allah Ta'ala alone. This is something that is my duty to Allah Ta'ala. I am his slave. I have to worship Allah Ta'ala alone. <coughs> and then when he went to the bazaar and he went to his business and he went to the marketplace and wherever his profession and job he went with the same mold. So just as he worshipped Allah Ta'ala in the masjid, he was conscious of Allah Ta'ala in his business also. So now he's not cutting corners there. Now every transaction is happening also just as that salah happened through that mold of taqwa. That he came to perform his salah because of taqwa. Every transaction also now happens through the mold of taqwa. He's not cheating anybody. He's not deceiving. And just as he came to the masjid to perform salah because of that mold of the consciousness of akhirat. So I could stand in front of Allah Ta'ala. وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَنْ نَفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَعْوَىٰ The person who fears standing in front of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. And due to this mold of the heart, of the fear of Allah Ta'ala, that mold makes him restrain himself from all the haram desires. Now he will end up in Jannat. That mold which made him perform his salah because of the consciousness of akhirat, the accountability in front of Allah Ta'ala, that same mold now makes him conduct himself in his business with that same akhirat in front of him. He doesn't have targets of dunya. He's got targets of akhirat. Now, this is the difference. Many a times, Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah, many a'mal come in a person's life which are very good. And this is really something to be very grateful about. A person has become conscious of his salah, a person is conscious of tilawat of the Quran Sharif, he's making zikr and tasbih daily, he's engaging in work of deen, Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala increase the tawfiq in all this. But if the mold is not right, the mold hasn't yet been built in the heart correctly. Then what will happen? When the person leaves the masjid, he sometimes will be somebody else. When he leaves the masjid and he's now in his home, then that akhlaq which was shown to the people in the masjid perhaps might be like a forgotten thing. The people at home might not even know that this is somebody who can have such akhlaq. Because that was for friends. For people at home will be a different chapter. They will be like enemies. They will be at knife's edge all the time. They'll be walking on eggshells. Why? Because the mold is not there. But if the mold of akhlaq is there, then that's the mold. Whether the person is in the masjid, whether he's dealing with his customer, or whether he's dealing with his wife and children, whether he's dealing with his parents, 
whether he's dealing with anybody in dunya. But the mold is the same. So everything will come through that mold. But if the mold is not there, it's just a matter of convenience, or the matter of my name, or my dignity in society must be maintained. I should not be regarded as a despicable person among friends and the broader society. So then obviously I'll have to conduct myself with them like that. Where I feel I don't have any such risk of losing my izzat and honor, then I do as I want. If that mold is there of the love of Rasulullah and the love for his Mubarak way of life, then whether a person is at home, whether he's in his business, or whether he's in China, whether he's on holiday, or whether he's working, then he has a certain attire, that attire is his attire. There isn't an attire for home and holiday different? Because that's the attire he's adopted out of that mold. There's a mold of the ittiba of sunnah of Rasulullah now that mold makes him conduct himself accordingly. Hazrat Mashafari Thanwi Rahmatullah mentioned one incident with Hazrat Jima Masulullah Sahib Rahmatullah in his Mawais also it's mentioned there, quoted from Hazrat Thanwi Rahmatullah and Hazrat Thanwi Rahmatullah was a person who was very particular so he would not relate something that he was not he had not confirmed and verified. He mentioned one person was a learned person in Makkah Mukarramah, he passed away. When he passed away, so now he was buried, so they took him to the Qabristan, Jannatul Mu'alla, and they buried him, and sometime later, that grave was opened up again to bury somebody else. So when that person, when the grave was opened to bury the next person, after some time, as is the norm, there happened to be some visitor who was also present. Somebody, people now come from far and wide, so now they come to the Qabristan also. So while that janaza was taking place, this person joined along. He had come from France. Now when they just opened that cover to bury this mayit, so to the astonishment, there's somebody buried there whose body is still intact, open, it's some girl, French girl. And this visitor who was there recognized this person, because now this was a strange thing, everybody gathered around to see what's going on here. And he recognized this person passed away, she passed away in France. She had accepted Islam very secretly and he was first hand aware of it. Allah Ta'ala makes sometimes these things become apparent in this way, again for the same thing, Ibrat. There's a lot of things that happen every other day, but once in a while it happens for people for ages to take a lesson. So he was astonished that this girl definitely was the girl that had accepted Islam secretly, out of fear for her family, etc. She never made it known. And then she passed away in France, she was buried there. So now who was buried in this cover? They say, well, in this cover was buried so and so person. So now this became a point of curiosity that if this girl was buried in France, she's here in this person's cover, there must be some remnants of this person perhaps there. So they followed it up 
And eventually they did find that there was some sign of this person who had buried, been buried in Makkah Mukarramah in that cover and grave in France. This became a really very, very ajeeb thing. Eventually they came to this person's wife and then quiet, they tell us about your husband, what about him, that anything peculiar, anything, whatever. She, he was an ordinary person, mashallah, he was a good person, performed all his salah regularly, everything, whatever it was. So eventually now when she didn't get to the point, they probably explained to her that, look, this is the reason why we are asking. This is this thing that we have found, very, very strange situation. So then when they brought this to her attention, then she said, look, there's one thing. I repeatedly told him, don't make such a statement. But he would make the statement. And the statement used to be, that whenever he needed to have, take, have to take a ghusl, fard ghusl, then he would make the statement, that in this particular aspect, the way of the Nasara and Yahud is better, they don't have to take ghusl. Now this statement, that mold wasn't there, the mold of Shariat and Deen, that total submission to Allah Ta'ala in every aspect of life. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has given, that is best. Whatever Nabi Islam has given us, that is the best. Now that mold was missing. So he was doing actions, he was doing amal. But what a risk he was at. Now he started blurting this kind of thing, which was a statement of kufr. Because now he's preferring something of the Yahud and the Sara over the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu and this became the way Allah Ta'ala exposed it to others in dunya. Now, this is that aspect of that mold of the heart. And we find on so many occasions, Nabi Wasallam redirected the Sahaba to the correct mold. One Sahabi comes after one battle and he says to Nabi Wasallam that today everybody as they were buying and selling the booty, spoils of war after it used to be distributed, then somebody had something he, he didn't have any need for, he'll sell it off. Somebody else would have something, he'll buy it. So they would buy and sell in this manner, whatever they didn't need, they sold it, whatever they needed, they bought and whatever. So he says, today people, everybody was buying and selling something. I also did a lot of buying and selling. Nobody made more profit than I made today. Now that in itself was no problem with it. That wasn't haram. That was perfectly halal. But the mold of the heart that was being created is, that while this is 100% in order, no problem with it, but don't let the heart be focused to this. Don't be amazed and thrilled at this, that I was the one who acquired the greatest profit of dunya. That is not something to be very proud about. That's not something to be thrilled about. Alhamdulillah, you got it, mashallah, no problem. But don't make that your object. Don't be fascinated by it. It came, alhamdulillah, make shukar. Don't be fascinated by it. Don't make that your aspiration and target. Nabi Islam immediately said to him, should I tell you something better? Two rakats after the farz, two rakats, the fill after the farz is superior to all the profit you can make. Now that mold was being created. That fine, dunya you'll have to earn your living, but that's not your aspiration. That's not your target. Otherwise when a person, if that mold is not there, he will start setting targets. Start setting targets which never finish off. And the target way to finish off is the cover. But what will be the end result? That sometimes now to meet the target, I might have to sacrifice my salah with jama'ah. So fine now, this has become the goal. But I'll make my salah no problem. 
But now Salatul Jamaat, that's fine now we can, because this has become the goal. Why? Because the mold of the heart is different. The mold is not there. Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa She needs a servant to help out with the difficult chores. Difficult chores and who? The queen of Jannat. Grinding the flour herself and all the cooking on that obviously open fire, all that smoke and fumes and go and bring the water and fetch the firewood where nowadays what is the starting point the starting point is pressing a button everything else is already ready prior to that starting point there was ten times more to be done previously what is our starting point there was ten times more more to be done maybe much more than ten times to get to that starting point that we are at today in terms of the chores in terms of whatever work has to be done but that too, there's no time. <coughs> that too is a very big thing. So in any case, he comes to Rasulullah to request this. And at that time, there were some slaves available. But the incident is well known to us. Thus, be a Fatimi. Nabi Islam eventually comes at night. And then after hearing the reason for her coming, because she didn't immediately discuss the matter, some people were there. Nabi Islam then says to her after Ali radiallahu mentions this is what she has come for. Nabi Islam says, Can I tell you something better? Now this, on the one hand, was giving something better, at the same time, it was creating this mold that look, there will always be this something of deen, something of dunya. What are you going to give preference to? If that right mold is in the heart, then a person will give preference to deen over dunya. And if that right mold is not there, then it might go the other way around. So Nabi Islam gives us tasbih Fatimi. Before you go to bed, decide Subhanallah 33 times, Alhamdulillah 33 times, Allahu Akbar 34 times. And this is better for you min khadimin than a servant. So Fatima says, I'm very happy with this. Queen of Jannat, I'm very happy with this. She, in other words, she knows fully well what's going to be the case now. Tomorrow, carry on doing all the work yourself. Continue doing all the work yourself. This is your assistant. She is more than happy with this. She's accepted it. Why? Because the mold was already there. That in terms of deen and dunya, if deen comes, there can be nothing compared to it. Now, this is the aspect with what we have to focus towards. And that is when that nasihat will be taken from everything. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَذِكْرَى لِمَنْ كَانَ لَهُ قَلْبٌ When their heart is a heart, when their heart has been infused with the right mold, with the mold of haya. Now when that mold of haya is there, now in front of that mirror, if any shamelessness comes, it will immediately reflect that this is a terribly ugly thing. This is disgusting. This kind of dressing is absolutely disgusting. This is nauseating. Why? Because now it's reflecting correctly. The heart is clean. And if that heart is filled with a grime, they say, what's wrong with this? Everybody is doing this nowadays. Everybody is carrying on in this manner. So what's the problem with it? So everything now, there's a distorted picture that comes on. person cannot see correctly person can just see some broad outline and that's it. 
So Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala is saying that make that heart a heart. Inna fi dhalika la zikra liman kana lahu qalbun. And now supposing if a person still that heart is not made a heart, then what? Does it mean the doors are closed to him? So Allah Ta'ala says, Oh, alqa sam'a wa huwa shaheed. The translation of this is the person who listens attentively, wholeheartedly. He's listening and he's present also. One sometimes a person is listening, but his heart is somewhere else. Completely present, body and heart, and he's listening attentively. Now there are various explanations of this, but what in terms of the discussion, the explanation of the Mufassirin is one of it is. That either the person has that ability to reflect and ponder and take that nasihat himself. Those whom Allah Ta'ala has blessed with that heart, they will open the Quran Sharif and their hearts will get filled with that nasihat and ibrat. But if a person doesn't have that heart, he doesn't have that ability, he doesn't, he is unable to be reflecting in the correct manner, then the door for him is, أَوْ أَلْقَ السَّمْعَ وَهُوَ شَهِيدٌ he should listen wholeheartedly, attentively to somebody and move in that direction. Take that lesson without any reservation from somebody he has that confidence in and follow that advice and direction and guidance, then he also inshallah will reach the same point eventually. Now if a person doesn't want to have either of it, when a person passes away and he's buried, and then he's asked the questions in the grave. And now he fails to answer Allah forbid, Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. Then the angels while punishing him, they say to him, La dareita wa la talaita. Neither did you understand for yourself, wa la talaita, tala yatlu, to follow. Neither did you follow anybody who could give you the right direction. Either you had the ability of understanding, you had that knowledge, that deep insight, you could get to the reality, then well and good. But if not, then you needed to have followed. But you neither want, had the ability or you didn't have that capacity to do that, you refused to follow also. This is that zamana and time that we are in, where the mold that is generally being created is a mold of freedom. Freedom from everything. Freedom in terms of anything to do with deen especially. Yet in many things in dunya we understand that that freedom doesn't work. person wants to put up a building, he understands he's not free. There are certain rules, regulations, he has to go, it's a multi-story building, he has to have an engineer on the project. Without that engineer's endorsement of it, they will never give him any permission to build it to start off with. And that might be a very risky thing to even put up. So he's fully conscious that this is not something I am free to do as I want. I go to follow somebody. When it comes to deen, then that's the mold that is created. And this is something that is being done in so many different ways. Just, just one thing, just to understand. From where this starts off. Starts off right from little children. This attack of the Yahud and Nasara to remove this, this aspect from a mu'min's life that he should be following somebody, he should be taking direction, he should be taking guidance, he should be taking this advice. Strip it all out, that whole concept must die off. In how many ways? Sometimes in such ajeeb ways, but we don't even think about it. 
How many times little children are wearing all kinds of clothing and garments with so many different inscriptions on it? Read some of those inscriptions sometimes. One particular child, wild and free. Now that's what we are hoping for the child to grow up to. Wild and free. Now who's wild? Animals are wild. And free, the shaitans are free. Insan is an abd. Mu'min is an abd. He's not free. He's a slave. Slave of Allah Ta'ala. But now, parents, mashallah, are so excited, they found one nice t-shirt for their child, wild and free. Put it on. One child too cute for rules. And he grows up with that. He's too cute for rules. Parents' rules also don't work for him. And then, as he grows further, he's not interested in in Allah Ta'ala's rules also. But now the child, at that time, may not be able to, there's one research that somebody sent through, that wherever somewhere in one of the, some other country this was done, they found, they paid people wear a doctor's white coat, surgeon's white coat, and then they tracked this person's, how after he wore that white coat, they tracked how he was conducting himself. First they made him do a whole lot of things without that coat on, and suddenly told him this is so and so surgeon's coat, they made him wear the coat, white coat. And now they made him do the similar things and they tracked. And they found suddenly he was doing things differently. That's one code, the doctor's code. Now the doctor's code now, they didn't ask him to start really cutting anybody up. The same task that they gave him to do first, they gave him to do again, but now this coat on. Found he was just doing something very differently again, conducting himself a little bit more carefully. Because now the surgeon has to be very meticulous, very careful. Now if he is going to be carrying on like there's somebody else just flicking one knife around, then that patient that might be from their Kavrasan. So now he has to be very meticulous. Now all they did was they made this person wear that white coat. It might not even have belonged to that doc- any doctor too, in reality. Now from that, after, this is just one example they gave there, they had several other things. They deduced that what a person wears has a direct impact on his character, on his personality, on what he does, how he does it. The clothing that he wears has an impact on all this. Now from the time the child is small, he's wearing too cute for rules and wild and free. Now what he'll grow up to be? So now this mold is the thing to be created, this mold of haya, this mold of simplicity. This mold of the consciousness of Allah wa ta'ala. And for that, the starting point is that following in the guidance of our Akabir, our elders, this word Akabir, sometimes many people they suddenly hear the word Akabir and they feel like some some kind of allergy or something. Has Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala he addressed the people of his time. And he said to them, Lan tazalu bi khairin. You will continue to be on khair, on good, on righteousness. As long as knowledge comes to you from the Sahaba Ikram, wa min akabirikum. And from your elders and seniors, from those above you. And he says, Faiza ja al ilmu min asahirikum. When knowledge will start coming to you from the juniors of your time, then there's a big danger. 
meaning those who now in contradiction to those who are the elders and the seniors from whom knowledge has been coming, something new is coming from those who have just come up suddenly from nowhere. Now this is a very big danger. And this mold really comes from following in the footsteps of the pious predecessors and the elders. That is where the mold, that zork of deen, the true taste and color of deen comes from... This is why there is so much of barakat in their way, because they understood the true application of the sunnah. And besides that, together with that, their taqwa, their consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, that connection with Allah Ta'ala, that which we started off discussing, that liyahe humne darde dil khoke bahare zindagi, ek gule tar ke waaste sara jahal uta diya, this is what they did. They sacrificed the whole dunya to gain Allah Ta'ala. And after all that hard work and effort and sacrifice, then that true color of deen was infused in every vein of theirs. Now that is, when a person will follow that line very closely, in time that is what will rub off onto him. And that correct mold will be created in the heart. Nowadays in his business, he is working through that same mold which is the right mold. He is at a family function, then there too that mold of haya, that mold of simplicity, that mold of taqwa, the mold of the khashiyat and the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Now he will decide what to do, what not to do in the light of that mold. And in every other aspect of life, this is what will guide him. So may Allah Ta'ala wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala enable us to truly make our hearts hearts. Allah Ta'ala make our hearts into hearts. Allah Ta'ala grant us the purity of the heart, remove all the stains of sin and grant us his نسبت and connection اللہ تعالیٰ make us his true servants وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين رسائد درو شریف تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
Allah save us in the entire ummah from those amal that bring down azab, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, protect us, ya Allah. Protect the entire ummah from all the fitna and fasad, ya Allah. Allah, protect us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, save us from the evil desires, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, save us from all the haram and illicit activities, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, save us from all the shamelessness, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq of following the way of life of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, grant us the love of the Mubarak sunnah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Enable us to follow in his Mubarak footsteps, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, make our, the mold of our heart his sunnah, ya Allah. Make the mold of our heart, ya Allah, your khashiyat and taqwa, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make the mold of our heart, ya Allah, the focus of akhirat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, you grant us hearts that are truly hearts, ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Allahumma rizukna hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa al-amala alladhi yuballighuna hubbak. Allahumma jal hubbak ahabba ilayna min anfusina wa ahlina wa min al-ma'il barid. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their illnesses, Ya Allah. Grant them complete cure and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, those who are in financial difficulties, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barkat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save some every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, those in any kind of difficulties, anxieties, worries, depression, Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill the hearts with happiness, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, all those who have passed away, fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah take us on tawbatan nasuh ya Allah Allah take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah Allah save us from death in a condition of sin ya Allah save us from death in a place of sin ya Allah Allahul alamin make our covers gardens of jannah for us ya Allah grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah Allahul alamin ya Allah all those who have Allah raise their hands to this dua ya Allah you know of each one's needs ya Allah grant each one's needs from the غير يا الله فلفل each one's pious aspirations يا الله إله العالمين make each one your pious servant يا الله Allah grant the best of dunya and akhirat to each one, Ya Allah. Remove each one's worries, depressions, anxieties and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them, grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all the good that Rasulullah begged for. Ya Allah, we are also begging for all the good. Whatever Rasulullah sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahum inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله